I'm actually a C5 tetraplegic. If, but it's a label. It's so stupid. My name's Jezza, you mm. know? Yeah, and that's right. um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just an adventurer. I like to push my limits to the max. And I, I've always pushed my limits to the max, you know, ever since I've been a kid. Yeah. Um, and prior to what I'll tell you about soon, I had a little bit of an incident a few years ago. Prior to that, nobody made movies on me. And I was pushing my limits mm. hardcore. Mm. Most people just called me stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now they call me inspirational, what was which it? is really funny. Oh, Hello everyone, welcome to Humans. I'm Luke McCredden, and that voice is Jezza Williams. I caught up with Jezza recently at the Port Ferry Adventure Film Festival. Jezza was out here promoting his film, Limitless. It was a world premiere, and I urge everyone in their power to go and try and find this film. I will share some links on my social media page. It is fantastic. To give you a snapshot of Jezza, he's from New Zealand, and he is an adventurer. He is absolutely bursting with energy, an amazing, colourful person, very, very fun to talk to. Jezza is the CEO of Making Tracks, and they are New Zealand's inclusive tourism specialists. Back in 2010, uh, Jezza had an accident guiding where he slipped, broke his neck, and emerged a C5 tetraplegic and became completely dependent on others to survive. However, he is now New Zealand's first and only tetraplegic licensed paragliding pilot. Jezza continues to fulfill his adventurous dreams and does everything that anyone could possibly do. And he's now running, making tracks, as I said, and making it available for everyone to do. He's also an ambassador to inclusive tourism in Nepal an adventure expert and spokesperson for ENAT, which is the European Network of Accessible Tourism. Like I said, fascinating guy, so much fun. I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it with Jezza. So please, episode 13, Jezza Williams. Okay. Yeah, we can carry on having a bit of yarn. I'll warm up my vocal are you, cords. Are you self-conscious about your voice? No, I don't have any self-consciousness whatsoever. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit, <laughs> bit more of a mongrel than anything else. <laughs> yeah, people are conscious of my my voice. But no, it's it's always weird when you hear your own voice. It is. Yeah. I've always yeah, I've always felt funny about listening back to a radio show or a podcast hmm. with me on it. It it doesn't sound like me. You know, well, it doesn't. You don't sound like me, obviously. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> that would be very weird. But you know what's funny though, and we we're kind of talking before, like this po- this particular podcast, humans, is about me doing it because I wanted to do it. I've actually found it in a weird way easier to listen to this podcast back because it's. I feel like it's more of a truer reflection of me. Uh, Does that I sound like a, I'm up myself? Yeah, I'm probably. <laughs> I'm probably going to be a truer reflection of you. <laughs> You be a true reflection I'll, of whatever I'll be you a want. True yeah, I'll try and be the truest reflection as I can. <laughs> but I think, but but I think that's the thing, though. With radio, I've done in the past. You do try and you kind of try and, but I don't know. I don't want it to sound like 
No, I understand. Well, I, I understand. Any- you're trying. You're trying to entertain the audience. I'm not here to entertain an audience. I'm just here to have a yarn. Awesome. Yeah, and that's what this is all about. Yeah, yeah. So but Jezza, we're probably both pretty entertaining characters. So, oh, well, you know, if an audience if an audience is not entertained with us having a conversation, then mm, you know, give it away. Go, yeah, <laughs> go listen to to Russell Brand. Is it Russell Brand? Uh, the British, the British comedian, comedian, who's yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's pretty funny. He's pretty full on. He is funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I, I, yeah, Russell Brand for Prime Minister. <laughs> Of where? New Zealand or Australia? No, nah, definitely not New Zealand. You guys could have him. <laughs> okay, okay. Was it Pauline Hanson for Prime Minister? <sighs> no, nah, I'm not political. I'm not going to say anything like I'm that not, on this radio station. I'm not, I'm not touching that. No, leave it alone. no, I wouldn't touch that with a barge pole. No, thanks. No. But, but what I will say is welcome. And oh, it's thank you very much. So exciting to have you on the on the podcast. Yeah, no, it's it's really good to be here. Yeah, I, I um, and we should mention Blarney Books on in uh, Port Ferry is hosting us, which is a magnificent. Um, well, I was going to say little bookstore, but it's actually it's a bit sizable, isn't it? It is, it is, and it's you know there's you know you go to a normal bookstore or a library and it's just full of books, but this one here has actually got couches and you know it's got quite a warm feeling and, and, and color and lots and lots of color. And Chester Cats, imagination is the only weapon in the war against reality. I like that. I That's like that. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Because yeah, yeah reality can be boring. Reality, I don't know. Your reality might be boring. Mine's pretty entertaining. I know. Like I heard something the other day. It was like, um, you know, you spend most of your life inside your head, so you might as well make it a bloody good place to yeah. be. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty well said. Actually, when I say reality can be boring, and this this might sound really heavy and deep, but like the thing about reality is what what kind of is it do you know what i mean we were just talk, listening just before we did this um to laura waters talk about her experience in um new zealand doing that doing the tr- doing a hike doing a giant trek and one of the things she said and i'm interested to ask her because she's going to come on the podcast tomorrow one of the things she said is one of her friends when she finished the trip and came back to melbourne was welcome back to reality and i'm like but whose reality yeah whose and why yeah. does it have to be exactly i don't i don't really understand <laughs> it it's like Man, like people, you know, I don't, I don't know what people think. And I don't really care too much what people think, you know. But my reality is is pretty much what I live in every day. So that could be yeah. everything from, you know, how I dreamt last night to making a plan for what I'm going to eat for dinner. Yeah. You know, but it could also be the thought of going and doing something or just some random thought that hits me but you never know where these thoughts come from yeah so what is reality so maybe a concept could be reality is just the individual so reality is whatever's happening with your reality could be whatever's happening with you right now yeah totally but not you know coming back from a holiday to the hustle and bustle of a city and someone says this is reality welcome back to reality you might go no nah, fuck well, it that's not my reality anymore Nah, i don't want to belong to your reality bro well, yours, I don't mind belonging to yours. I'm actually in yours right now, but yeah. um, I, I was just stating, you know, the city no. reality. Yeah. Kind of freaks me out, man, because, mm. like, I came from Wiper, um on, what day? 
on Thursday. Yeah, we flew over to Australia, and Wiper is where I live, and it's it's a beautiful little town. You yep. know, it's probably got three hundred people. And just just for people listening on a map of New Zealand, where does that sit? Uh it's about forty minutes north of Christchurch. Cool. If you like wine, yeah. then Wiper is like a wine mecca. Why didn't we do this podcast there? Yeah, well, it's pretty a lot warmer. <laughs> <laughs> I and I. I flew from, you know, my reality where I live yeah. um, into Melbourne. And I looked down in Melbourne and I was like, wow. What have I done? <laughs> Holy cow. There's more people in this city than in the, my whole country. Yeah. Um, and, and then coming in and, and it was quite, it's quite awe. I was like, wow, I didn't realise it was so bad. Have you, not, have you not been to Melbourne before? I've, I've flown here a few times, but yeah. normally to fly out again yeah. really quickly. <laughs> I'm not saying that Melbourne's not a place I like to hang out. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's got some awesome things to do. Um, but, but no, I've never. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, and we drove all the way here to Port Ferry and uh, we saw two towns. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, Melbourne's massive. Yeah. But yeah. then you get out of Melbourne and there's nothing. Yeah. Which yeah. is what more I like. I'm yeah, from, yeah, yeah, I'm totally. from Melbourne, yeah. but I'm sort of an hour or so east in the hills. Yeah. Up in the hills, yeah. in the countryside. Which is beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So tell me um, about you. Give, give our listeners a bit of a snapshot of who you are. Um, I was recommended by um, Leon, who's running the Port Ferry um, Adventure Film Festival, and that's where we are at the moment, that um, a couple of people, and you were on that list. You need to talk to, you need to, talk to Jezza. So <laughs> I, I've done a bit of, a bit of homework and... Um, We'll talk about what your company is at the moment, your, your website, what you're running. Um, but I'd love to hear a bit about, about you and a bit of your story. So, this, it's really funny. Some of you kind of, oh, yeah. So, tell me a bit about yourself. Yeah, it's like one of those scary is questions. That, is that a get. shit question? No, nah, it's not a shit question. Like, I can start and be like, wow, my <laughs> name's Jezza. I was born in the beautiful New Zealand. All right, what about 44 this? years ago. And... <laughs> When I was born, it was like a pretty stormy night and <laughs> I came out upside down and, you know, and I could go on and on and on. And then I went to school. I was a bit of a troublemaker at school, but, you know, I enjoyed it. They even kicked me off the school bus and I had to ride 16 kilometres to school. To <laughs> All get, right, well, what and if then we, 16 what k's if, home from school what if every we turn day. That, turn that around and I'll say... <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I could go on But that, this would be a 17-hour podcast That episode. would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you here? What draws you to the Adventure Film Festival here in Port Ferry? Oh, okay. Well, okay, that makes things a hell of a <laughs> lot easier. Thanks for that question. Um, so I've come all the way from New Zealand to Port Ferry because um, uh, a film that um, a fantastic man, Henry and Hayden, put together um, called Limitless. From uh, and now we are explorers, an incredible uh, filmmaking company here in Australia. And uh, Henry was in New Zealand about a year ago, and he heard my story and thought, "Hey, this guy sounds like a bit of a character. We might as well come and make a bit of a story on him." Um, and that's what brought me here is the movie Limitless. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, Henry thinks I'm limitless. Well, do you think you're limitless? Um, well, I've got a few more ideas. Once I get rid of those ideas, then I'll have a few more ideas and it'll probably carry on. I haven't really reached my limit yet. Mm, mm. So like everybody, I don't think anybody's limitless. Mm. Oh, wait. No, no, everyone. 
has their limits? No, no, no. one has their limits. <laughs> Limitless is a good it's, thing. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody, you are all limitless. Mm. Congratulations. It's, so it's a mindset to be taken on. Yeah, mindsets are. You know, it's a big one. Like I sit here, and it's fantastic because nobody listening to this actually knows what I look like. So <laughs> I'm an obese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an obese. Uh, am I allowed to say that? I am. Yeah, you I'm can not. say whatever you want. Oh, really? Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm an obese um, guy that loves to wear dresses, mm. and um, I'm sitting here with this podcast. <laughs> I'm not actually. I'm a. I'm actually a C5 tetraplegic. If, but it's a label. It's so stupid. My name's Jezza. You know, yeah, and right. um, yeah. I'm 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 just an adventurer. I like to push my limits to the max, and I I've always pushed my limits to the max. You know, ever since I've been a kid. Yeah. Um, and prior to what I'll tell you about soon, I had a little bit of an incident a few years ago. Prior to that, nobody made movies on me, and I was pushing my limits mm. hardcore. Mm. Most people just called me stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But now they call me inspirational, what was which is it? really funny. Do you have any early memories of when you first pushed limits as a kid? What what sort of Ooh. stuff did you do? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've I must have been concussed many, many times <laughs> from uh, falling off my motorcycle. Um, I was lucky, man. I grew up in the in the countryside in New Zealand on a yep. big farm, and uh, my dad was crazy. You're crazy, Dad. Love you to bits, but yeah, crazy. <laughs> so he taught us how to live, you know, like mm. how to drive a car, yeah, yeah, fast and dangerously, yeah. And uh, you know, he he uh, pretty much gave me and my bro the the idea that we could do anything and things like, you know, gr- using the tractor up the most insane hills <laughs> and play, playing paddocks at the age of twelve, and yeah. you know, just. Full rain, no, no, no withdrawals, and um, you know, the, I, I'm always about you know, if you experience something, it, it's like a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a leap. You pass that one, you pass that one, you pass that one, and it just carries on. Yeah. Um, and I used to do lots of like silly little things. You know, we we're talking about rock climbing because we we're in a Vinch film festival, and I remember going to this rock face when I was a kid, and um, I saw this rock face, and I was like, I reckon I could climb up that. So I climbed up this rock face, and then a there was a little cave halfway up, and so I hopped in this cave, and then I looked down, and I was like, holy shit, that was a bit stupid. I can't, I can't get down. And I looked up, and I was like, I suppose I have to carry on up. So I, so I reached out, and I carried on up, and there's a place of brain cliff, and then I got to the top. It was so scared, man. I was like, this is just, if I fall now, I'm, I'm history, you know? Mm. And I got to the top, and I didn't really realize what I'd done, but I went back when I was a rock climber about, you know, six years later. Yeah. And I looked when at it. When you'd had some significant when training. When i had some significant <laughs> training. And I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, mate. That's like, in New Zealand grading terms, it was like a 19, which is quite high. And know? how old were you when you scaled it the first oh, time? I would have been about 14 and no no idea. Never done it before. Never, never no idea. Never, wow. No idea. So just you, like, boom. Do you think you were just born? Because I always think, because I've got a few mates who would do stuff like that. I, I personally wouldn't or I'd... Over way over analyze it before I even attempt. Do you think sometimes 
you're born with it or you're not? You're definitely born with it. You know, I've been, um, I, I like to, to read here. And um, I've been, well, actually, I've been lazy reading lately. The mm. audiobooks are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was listening to this audiobook, and it's, it's about consciousness. And um, so there's a certain type of person. So let's say, we'll, we'll say four people, and we're all walking through the, the forest, and we come across a brook. You know, a brook's like a little creek. Yep. So first person will just won't even acknowledge the brook and he'll just run straight across it. Nobody's going to look at the rocks. Nobody's going to look at the water. They're all looking at the inside of their brain. The second person comes up, they look at the brook, and then they an- analyse it. They say, okay, this is going to be a little bit slippery. This is going to be a little bit gnarly. And they take their time. The third person comes up and they're like a little bit apprehensive. They look at all the safety side of it yeah. and they're like, they overthink it and it's really difficult for them. Yep. And then they go across. The fourth person comes up and looks at it and goes, fuck this, I'm going home. Right. The first person that's come across will probably jump back across, go, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a hand. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. So, and that is a mindset that's brought, been brought into us whether that's from nature or nurture yeah um it, you have to ask a psychologist yeah but yeah. i'm no psychologist yeah. but i i thought that was a really good that's a that's a great example example. so you're you're number one you're the first person yeah i, I probably think i'm the yeah. first person yeah i'm thinking yeah. i'm probably the second or third i would definitely analyze it and and but but i will say i think i've probably changed since having kids from maybe the second to the third now. Yeah, they say you know I, I've I mean? got a, I've got a 20-year-old boy yeah. and um yeah. I don't think I changed much actually. <laughs> Sorry, Quinn. <laughs> Sorry, Quinn. <laughs> but I think I think, you know, for someone like me who probably wouldn't be wouldn't have ever been number 1, that first person. Yeah. I may have gone from the second being, yeah, I'll, yeah, I should be right and check it out but still do it to the third who's like I need to assess it, make sure I'm not going to hurt myself. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And and you know, I feel for people that find it more difficult. Mm. Um, but then again, I probably wouldn't be sitting in this wheelchair if um, I was the third person. Yeah, well, maybe, but maybe not. But who, maybe yeah, not. It's we, a, we're at, that's yeah. like, yeah, we don't even talk that. That's like, what if? And yeah. what if is weird? What if is weird? Yeah. What if is so weird? Yeah, it is. You, that's a wormhole that you, that just, you don't want to go wanna down. Go no, no, with anything really, because no, you could totally do that not. about. What if I took that job, or what if I grew my hair out, or you know? I think you look quite good if you grew your. Do hair you know, out. I've just had a haircut. It was oh, really? out of control, man. I've never had it that. Well, long. what if you had it now? Do you think the conversation would be different? You might not talk to me. No, we, we wouldn't be talking about your hair. We wouldn't be talking about the, the haircut. We might be saying, had. "What if I had a haircut?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, but it's a, it's certainly a, yeah. There's no, there's not even any point talking about that. No, I, no. I don't think the no. what ifs. But I, I do like the the idea of the the conscious conscious mind and how people are all different. When I was a kid, I actually because my mum is actually a psychologist and. Uh, the, the funny thing is, I always thought that people were all exactly the same. I always thought that people thought like I did. And mm. then I was really blown away when people didn't do what I was doing. And I'm like, bro, what's up, you know? What, what's going on? How can you sit down and, like, not do this? Or, yeah. you know, why don't you just motivate yourself and just come and do something? Yep. So 
it was interesting, you know, the, the older you get, the more you find out that you're a lot more unique than yep. everybody. Yep. We've, we've, and I've spoken about this on this podcast numerous times, but we, my wife and I have been really opened up to that in the last few years. Our daughter's autistic, so her brain works completely different to, you know, mine or a lot, most, a lot of people. So that learning about that side of things, we're talking about everyone's different, everyone's brain works, it's fascinating. You know, because yeah, you do. You there's a portion of your life that you go through thinking we're all exactly the same. Yeah. Why, why are you thinking differently? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why are you wearing those weird yeah. clothes? Yeah. But that the, oh, you should never, ever, ever worry about what somebody else wears nah. either. Because yeah, now we're going down another wormhole. Oh, let's get okay, out let, of these let's wormholes. Let's change it completely. <laughs> so the other thing that I found out on that on that same mm. audio book I was reading was that the power of positivity, and this is a suck. For some people, I'm sorry for you guys out there, um, <laughs> is that people were born happier than other people. You know, there's, um, okay, so you th- let's say 10 is the happiest you can possibly be, any human in the world, and zero is, is, is like the most depressed somebody could ever be. And this is, especially in New Zealand at the moment, we've got, you know, um, mental health is huge. Mm. Um, and if you and there's different scales that people were born on these different scales and this mm. is what this this audiobook was saying and in my situation i found out that i must have been born with a lucky stack so i'm really 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 lucky that i'm right in the high yeah i get pissed off yeah yeah of course everybody gets pissed off but um when i'm happy which is pretty much a lot of the time um i'm really freaking happy and and when i'm sad or upset it's uh, i'm probably only a six right i don't think i've ever gone below depends Th- on, depends, which is pretty that's incredible. an amazing thing yeah it's great really really incredible fantastic yeah and you're right and yeah it, it's an interesting um concept that you raise there about the born with a different you know from zero to ten um yeah i'm getting like really what's is richard Brand Russell Brand. Russell Brand. This is how he does his <laughs> podcast. Hey, talks about well, you mentioned him off the top. That's why shit. it's in your yeah. mind. It's because I'm on a podcast, man. And I listen to podcasts and I listen to his one, and that's all he talks about. Yeah, it's like bloody hippie. Interesting, all right? I like it. it. No, it's not hippie. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, but sorry, Russell, if you're listening. Yeah. Oh, he's the number one listener, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, where were we? I don't even know where we're up to. Uh, we're, 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 we're winging it, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're winging um, it. We, we, don't, we didn't have any schedule. But, okay, so we're talking about uh, talking about why I'm actually here. Yes, I think. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so my name's Jezza, um, and I run a company called Making Tracks. Yep. Um, it's, it's, we are the inclusive tourism specialist or inclusive adventure tourism specialist. Um, and you may ask me, what is inclusive tourism? Well, inclusive tourism means that um, any ability should be able to partake and enjoy an activity anywhere in the world because totally. we're all different. We all have different abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so that's the company side of it, um, and also I do a bunch of really crazy stuff um, because <laughs> – I ended up damaging myself in a um, caning accident back in 2010 um, and broke my neck. Yeah. And we'll, we won't dwell on that too much, but we'll talk about it. Sure. Um, and 
before that, I was an adventure guide. So I worked um, around the world. Yeah, all over the place, man. So when I left school, I didn't really know what to do. I had yeah. no idea, yeah. you know. I knew I was good at skiing. I knew I was good at kayaking. And I knew I loved the outdoors. Yep. So I got a job as a grader driver on the <laughs> local ski field road. Yeah, yeah. And I taught myself how to drive the grader in the car park. <laughs> And Austin Aveling, you know, six hydraulic levers in front wow. of you. Yeah, it was pretty well, sick. So you got the job before you knew how to drive yeah, it. Yeah, I'm winging it, bro. I wing the stuff. That's brilliant. Yeah, mate, I love it. I lied about my age too because oh, I was like, perfect. I was like 18. I don't think they thought I was more like 20. I was like, yeah, nah, all good. Don't you worry about it. And uh, so I got a free season pass and I could ski for free. Oh. Perfect. And uh, I work all night, so I could ski during the day. Yeah, free accommodation, living on the mountain. I was like, "Wow, this is this is like the perfect job in the world." Ultimate. Yeah. So I I drove the grader on the road, and then I was like, "Well, I should actually get some certifications." Mm. So I went and did a ski patrol diploma. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty cool, and they taught us how to use explosives. Ski patrol diploma. So what is? Ex- ex- hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Skiing and explosives. Yeah, you don't do that in Australia. <laughs> They uh, Australians explosively ski, yeah. but uh, in, uh, in New Zealand we have avalanches, so we have to control right. the avalanches. Yeah, so they they uh, gave me a, a license to throw bombs, uh, even threw it's bombs out of helicopters. <laughs> yeah, it was like sick. It was like my my ultimate ultimate oh, dream job. It'd be yeah. anyone's dream job. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Skiing, pow pow, and dropping bombs <laughs> out of helicopters. <laughs> Yeah, it was sick. Brilliant. Yeah. And so, th- so that was your specialty guide sort of... Well, that's what I started doing. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, in the summers, I was working on the farm. And although farming's awesome, you can ride motorbikes. And yeah. I used to love... One of my favourite things is four-wheelers and mm. a dewy morning. And you go really, 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 <laughs> really, really fast. And then you, like, sl- smash the, the handlebars really hard sideways. And they lose traction. And you can do, like, six or seven doughies. <laughs> um. But it was getting a bit boring because it's, you know, <laughs> I couldn't really do what I want to do. So yeah. I uh, ended up going back and doing advanced leadership and adventure guiding and right. did a whole course. And, and that gave me the skills and knowledge and um, to get into the rafting industry. Okay, yep. Yeah, so I started rafting and, um, God, I loved it, man. Got yeah. into kayaking and it, I was like a fish, you know. Yeah. I just oh, couldn't couldn't get, get enough of it. Um and from that, after a couple of seasons, um, I actually went to Australia. Mm. So I'd never really travelled much. And and um, the guys up in Kununurra, yeah. Lake Argyle, right. they had like the massive wet season, like the biggest wet season you've ever seen. And um, they were looking for some crazy Kiwis to come over and start a rafting operation on the Spillway Creek of the yeah, Argyle. It's pretty wild up there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. dude. It was running at, like, if you drove your car down beside the river, you'd have to drive at 35 k's an hour, having the wow. whole way to Lake Argyle pushing yeah, down this river. That's amazing. Crocodiles every eddy. <laughs> Signs everywhere. Don't go next to the river. This is dangerous. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, uh, we weren't allowed to run it because mm. of the it's the water corporation own it you know and oh, okay. they found out that we were coming to raft it and they're just like <laughs> you crazy bloody kiwis what are you doing here so um we got to kayak it quite a bit yep. and it scared the bejesus really? out of me i loved it man yeah, it was yeah. awesome i was with some pretty awesome kayakers i was a lot younger than them they're yep. like probably 10 years older than me and they took me out of their wing and 
and show me the the ropes. And it sort of opened up my mind to travel. Yeah. You know, I've done it. I'll tell you a funny story, man. So I got out of Darwin, never been out in New Zealand before, and I walked through the 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 you know the doorway. And I looked above my head, looking for one of those air curtains. Yeah. Because it was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there must be a heater here. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, there's no heater. This is actually how hot it is. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. And then the crazy thing was I went and I sat down and I rolled a little ciggy, you know. Yeah. And I sat down beside this really lovely Aboriginal dude and he asked me for a ciggy and I was like, yeah, dude, here, have a ciggy. And we were having a ciggy together and all these fat taxi drivers were looking at me weird. (laughs) And uh, I was like, why are these taxi drivers looking at us weird? And he's like, oh, they don't really like me. And I'm like, why? What have you done, dude? Do you do something to their taxi or something? He's like, no. No, I'm black fella, and they don't really like black fellas. And I'm like, really? Yeah, gotta be joking, mm. bro. This is really weird. And um, it's you know, being a Kiwi from the countryside, you don't you know a bit naive about all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is really fucked up. And um, I said, bro, you should go to New Zealand, mate. We fucking everybody over there. We just we everybody loves each other. You know, yep. we're we're all friendly and happy, and yeah, got no no um, you know, we don't prejudge until yeah. we meet you. Then yeah. we think you're a dick. Yeah. Um, but we give you the chance to, sure. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a bit confronting um, sometimes up in those some of those yeah. northern parts, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sure. insane. So it was, the whole thing was very eye-opening for yeah. me, and I loved it. So I got this addiction to travelling. Mm. So I went back to Kiwiland um, after <laughs> failing to get a job working on the spillway. We ran out of money, and I worked on a banana farm up there for <laughs> about three weeks. God. People actually do that for a life. Holy shit. A lot of travellers, though. Yeah, they're idiots, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so went out there and really, really enjoyed it. Had a fantastic time. And then I had to go back to the ski field. And I remember going back from Darwin, and then two days later I was standing on top of Temple Basin, and I was like, fuck, freezing. It was so cold. After being in Darwin. After being in Darwin, <laughs> eh? Well, after being in the Kimberleys. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then... um. You know, it was a pretty gnarly season that year. We had some pretty full-on avalanches. One of uh, my mates had a really bad accident. It was quite stressful. Mm. And then I went back to rafting that season and, and did, finished up my, my season um, up on the Buller and then went, nah, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go travelling. Yep. And so I disappeared. Did you... Um did you know of how much? Like, obviously, Europe's a draw card for a lot of adventure sort of sports and that. Did you? Had you? Were you aware of the the global sort of you know adventure sport type thing already? Or at that point, no. You know, I was just in the because I love the mountains and the yeah. rivers. You know, and then yeah. I found out that rafting Kiwi River guides are actually quite sorted after. Okay. Yeah, because we've got quite high. All nuts. Yeah, no, we've got <laughs> high qualifications. Yeah, we're not nuts. We're actually very highly trained, <laughs> clever, smart, intelligent individuals. Um, and Kiwi, keen interest without intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we, uh, so I decided to go to Switzerland. I got a job cool. in Switzerland. I went to Switz. Awesome. Yeah. To the cows and cheese. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool place. Yeah. Do you know why, uh, the Swiss cows have bells? No. Because <laughs> their horns don't work. <laughs> God. God, I thought I'd throw that in. It's stupid, No, that's isn't it? brilliant. It, yeah. that, 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 um, that can, that might, that'll go in my Dad joke book. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good one. <laughs> I like dad jokes. Yeah, same. Yeah. Do you know what bees give you milk? What? Do you know what bees w- give you milk? What? Boobies. 
<laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on. And uh, <laughs> I need to write these down. Yeah, yeah, they're kids. pretty funny. Well, you got it. You got it. We've recorded it now. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's sweet ass. Um, <laughs> and so I worked in Switzerland as a as a canyon guide to start with, but also uh, doing lots of climbing, guiding, sailing. Yep. They let me sail over there, Swiss Berta Rally. Yeah, yeah, training up the Swiss sailing team. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I just sailed on Lake Atune at the night, you know. Yeah. Got the crew having a good time in the That's evenings. It. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, now I really love Switzerland. It was fun. Okay. And then I managed to get a job uh, working down in Central America. I met a guy that was there and he says, you kind of like, Jesse, you're a bit nuts. You'd love this place, yeah. mate. <laughs> a place called Honduras. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that just changed my perspective really? of life. Wow. We're so naive in New Zealand. In what way? Why, why did it? What was the? What were some of the key things that? Oh, and you like, it's what I call reality. You know, there's poverty. Yep. There's poisonous everything. Yeah. There's drugs everywhere. Yeah. Anybody's got a gun. Yeah. Okay. It's kidnapped capital of the world when I went there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it was pretty and really hot and beautiful as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so and the white water pot. So is that the, the main thing, the, ra- the rafting? Yeah, stuff? I went for the rafting yeah. and the kayaking. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Cool. I got to run a trip in um, this place called La Mesquite here. Yep. Have you heard of the Mosquito Coast with Harrison Ford? Yeah. So he was just on the coast, and right. they thought that was full on. You try going right through. We yeah. did trips 28 days sort of styles right through the Rio Platino. Okay. Yeah, like full wilderness, you know, Tapers. Yeah. I never, I never even heard what the tapeta was. I was rafting down the river and I saw this pig elephant. I was like, "What the fuck is that thing?" Pig man? elephant. Pig enough. elephant. Yeah. yeah. But incredible, incredible place, incredible people. Yeah. Um, and I sort of fell in love with it. Yeah. So I kept jumping. I, I watched my ticket. I had it sitting there, you know, and I watched it like, just I should be at the airport right now. Ah, uh, missed it. Missed it. So I sort of hung out, <laughs> and then I met a dude, and we drove up to uh, Oregon. Yep. So I drove up through Guatemala and all the okay. way up through into wow. the States, and I did a season there. Yep. Uh, illegally, too. America. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no visa, no green card, <laughs> cash job. You got Come them. Come and arrest me, you yeah. Murphys. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the wall. No wall with that then, mate. It was easy. Am I talking too much? No, 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 no. No, no, we good? No, yeah. He just looked at his phone. No. I was like, I know, sweet ass. Um, and, <laughs> and so it was a really hard case. I went up there and then I got, and then I was like, i got to go back down to Central America. So I flew back down to Central America and then went down into the Darian. Mm. And because I heard you weren't meant to go through the Darian. I'm getting this sense of... <laughs> If you put a sign up saying "Do Don't not enter," do. it's your yeah, it's my yeah thing. E- exactly, exactly. I've always had a little bit of an issue with uh, hierarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And rules and rules and rules are made. To, my dad actually told me, "Them with money makes the rules," and I'm like, "Sweet," because I just love to break the rules. So I'm not going to bother worrying about making money. Yeah. So, and then I went down and. And went into the Dariana. I lived down there for, a, you know, a, a month and a bit yep. with uh, the local Embra Indians. And, and wow. it really opened up my mind about, you know, I was listening to the lady about walking New Zealand. Just, mate, you should go try walking through the Dariana. Yeah. And I went down there and... Um, so the, just on that, just quickly, the locals there, I, I know you mentioned it in your film, but the locals there obviously accepted you guys coming down there or, or was there a bit of resistance? 
Um, well, the military tried to stop you. Um, you know, a lot of countries aren't allowed in there because yeah. of rules. Yeah. Uh, Kiwis, were allowed to go wherever we want. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing was, when I got there, they had dugout canoes. I'm a kayaker. I yeah. jumped in their dugout canoe, and I could paddle it better than they could, you know? So they liked that? They were like, holy shit, this white fella can... Yeah. Yeah, this, he can rip it. But yeah. I did have dreadlocks, and, you know, I did have, like... Uh, Bare feet and yeah, yeah. just a pair of shorts. So, you know, they, I was didn't didn't really look like a missionary. <laughs> yeah, you saw you kind of fit in. Yeah, I kind of fit <laughs> in. So they painted me up in all their beautiful colours because they, cool. you know, they do that black marking across the face and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. And they gave me a dugout and I paddled as far up the the a the, uh, river called the Rio Sambu. Okay. Uh, went up to Port of India and then just carried on right up into the back country like. Cool. Um, What's that guy, Bear Grylls, yeah. without my film crew and uh, tents and shit that yeah, they had. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Amazing. Amazing. Would have been mind-blowing, I yeah. would have thought. Yeah. And then I uh, got out of that and got back to Honduras with 20 limperas in my pocket, which is like 50 cents. Really? Yeah, so I thought I'd, <laughs> I had a home <laughs> in Honduras, thank God. They yeah. say Central America's really safe until you go broke. <laughs> right. Yeah, because you can't pay off the cops, you know. Yeah. So, no, that was, and I, I, man, I love that place. But I travelled heaps after that. Yeah. You know, I went back to, went back to Switzerland. And I went, actually, went and worked in Whistler in Canada. And cool. then went back to New Zealand and started doing the hully rafting on the west coast of the South Island. Oh, wow. And uh, all the Class 5 wilderness runs. Then uh, went over to Australia, worked on the Tully. Then went back to Central America. Then uh, went up to, back to Switzerland. Did you find it hard to stay, and I'm not being a smart-ass, but did you find it hard staying in one put? Were you constantly like, all right, what's next? I've got to keep Adventure, moving. bro. Undertaking yeah. a task without knowing the outcome. Yeah. yeah, always on the move, always looking for the next adventure, always trying to, you know, keep my mind busy, keeping things busy, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, came back and did another season in New Zealand. A buddy of mine wanted to open a company. Good old Josh James, Kiwi Bushman. Check him out. Pretty yeah. funny character. He's even got his own Discovery Channel. Wow. Program, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what's, it, what's, it, what's it called? Uh, he was on Kings of the Wild, and okay. um, he's got a few other bits and pieces. He's got another one coming up. Awesome. Yeah, he's a bit of a legend, old Josh. Okay. So me and him started a rafting company called Echo Rafting, um, and that was really, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it was, wasn't really my thing living on the west coast of the South Island, so I went back to Switzerland. Um, and then... Went down and worked in, I know, so much shit, hey. And then went and worked in uh, on the Zambezi. Yeah. Would you believe me if I told you I've rafted the Zambezi? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I, I'm sure it wasn't as hectic as the stuff you've done, but it was, there was, some, Zambe- there was some... There was only one river, dude. There was some gnarly bits, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Fantastic. I loved it. It was so good. It's probably one of, I think it's probably the best uh, one-day rafting trip on the planet. Yeah. It was we, so much fun. We did one day and we did five days and we did seven days. Okay. So we did expeditions as well. And then I did some trips in Morocco, wilderness trips, multi-day trips in the Atlas Mountains. Yep. Um, and then back to Switzerland, canyoning. I remember and on can- the Zambezi, just quickly, yep. one of the there were the little the little crocodiles in there, like yep. like this, and one of the guides was like, "Oh yeah, is that scary?" I'm like, "Mate, let me show you some photos of, of the Northern Territory." <laughs> He's like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> yeah, it's the hippos you want to worry about, yeah. but they're further down. Like yeah. we were in the seven day trips, we really had to be cautious. Oh, the hippos. Really? Yeah, yeah, you go really close to the side of the river and slap the paddles on the bottom on the on the water and stuff, so they know where you are. It's right. the rogue ones, you know, because yeah. um, when they're breeding, they throw out the men and they go away and have to become real men. 
come back and fight the boys to get so their ladies. the one, ladies. the outcasts that come Yeah, the out, outcasts uh, are always the dangerous ones. <laughs> always trouble. They're always trouble. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. Zambezi's cool. Yeah, yeah. Zambezi's awesome. Mm. Really awesome. And I was, I was lucky enough to be, you know, head of expeditions at that time, so I was running all the expeditions and um, organising all the bits and pieces for multi-day trips, if you can, and same in, in Morocco and stuff. So I, I was top of my game, awesome. top of my game, ripping it to bits. Good. And now we're back to Switzerland. On this dark day, the clouds were above us. <laughs> the water was high. And uh, I was about to do what I thought would be this epic, massive swan dive. And I slipped. It was more like a catfish dive thing. And I ended up smacking my head on this rock on the way down and shattering my C5, C6 vertebrae and landing in a waterfall, getting thrown around and then started going down to go off the next waterfall. And my amazing mate that I was with, Stevie... Jumped in, grabbed hold of me and rolled me over and went, fuck, your neck is not attached to your body, brother. And I was like, holy shit, fuck, I just fucked up. So you knew straight away you'd done some pretty serious damage? Yeah, 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 I'm not stupid. I was face down and I saw my hands go underneath me and my arms all over the place. And I was just like, ooh, this can't be right. And then, yeah, I knew straight away, you know, that I had broken my neck. So yeah. it was pretty full on. Yeah. So so this was overseas. I, I, yeah, this in, wasn't in, in New Zealand. Switzerland, yeah. Right. So. Thank God it was in Switzerland, dude, because then I had to get rescued. Yeah. And um, it was full on. So we got the paramedics came down in there to rescue me. We had to get a guy all geared up in canyoning gear to get down to me. Oh, right, yeah. And then the helicopter had to come over and drop a 250-meter long line down through into the canyon. And Jeez. Yeah, it was about 40 minutes before they got me up and out of the canyon, kicking off the canyon walls, yep. and uh, up and out to a Swiss hospital. Wow. Boom. Yeah, just like that, eh? Just like that, yeah. Life-changing in the point of an eye, you know? Yep. You're pushing your limits your whole life. I was 35 at the time, so it wasn't like I was, you know, you yeah. get to that age where, you know, you think you, you, you're pretty pretty on to it and you're learning but obviously if you're pushing it all the time you're so close to to pushing it a little bit too far yeah and if we go back to the the people the one the 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 first second third and fourth people we spoke about earlier um it wasn't it doesn't sound like it was something that you needed to assess you'd obviously done it before it was it was a pretty normal sort of a situation for you yeah like um looking back on it it it's like we we're taking clients down there every day. I've jumped off everything since I've been knee-high to a grasshopper, you know. Mm, yeah. um, I remember when I got a trampoline at the age of eight, eight or something, my grandfather, I, the first thing I did was doing flips on it. The second thing I was doing it was doing flips off it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I've, yeah. I've been jumping and flipping off everything my yeah. whole life. Um, and you get really, really good at it, and you take more and more risk, and, like, it was a very committing. If you if you've messed it up, you're going to mess it up. Not good. much room for Not error. much room for error, no. Yeah. Um, and, you you know, you, you're working with clients in there every day, and you're looking after your clients. Clients would never be doing what we're doing. Yeah. We're always, you know, entertaining ourselves, you know, keeping yeah. keeping the... Keeping it alive, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was. It was definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say it was complacency, but you could say I was 
limitless. Well, maybe. So, or yeah. push him a limit. Yeah. Probably more so than limitless. But that's how you... That's, that yeah, was, but that's, that's who you, I am. Like, As we're going to carry on exactly, after this, exactly. we're not going to go like, oh my God, his life changed. He ended up being in a hospital for the rest of his life and feeling sorry for himself. No, we're not. Thanks. In the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously the from that point to to now, there's been a whole new chapter. Yeah, well, I got the... I am a lucky ass. I'm pretty luckier than most people on this planet because I get two goes at this shit. Yeah. It's 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 good. true, man. Yeah. I did. I you know, it's not very often at the age of thirty five you can actually go, Well, what's life like? What's life mean to me? What's it mean to me? What do people mean to me? Mm. What am I all about? You know, what what is the conscious mind? Mm. What's the subconscious mind? You know? <laughs> it's at, at learning how to control your, your your thought patterns, your learning how to control who you are, yep. thinking about power of positivity and yeah. and all that sort of carry on. So when I had my accident, it's not like I had an accident and I woke up in the hospital and holy fuck, I can't walk. Yeah. Don't work like that, cowboy, eh? No, I, I had a really bad accident. So my lungs filled with water when I was in the canyon, so that filled what we call near drowning. Yep. Um, I got sand and stuff in there as well, and uh, so my lungs collapsed right. seven times, and the hospital freaked the hell out and didn't know what to do, so they locked me down. They gave me a massive big bag of goodies yep. and put me in a dreamland for over a month. Wow, coma. Yeah, yeah full coma out. Um, wow. I, can, I dreamt some insane dreams. Like I lived these dreams. Yeah, and do you, like, do you remember those dreams? Yeah, I've written them, wow. written them down uh, yeah. for a memoir that I'll do in about another fifty years' time when I got time. Yeah, and amazing. But yeah, it was pretty full on, pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember coming out of it? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, and then waking up was a bit of a bit crazy. It was like I was pretty drug fucked, you know, and and everything. Yeah, you know, I was I was on a machine breathing. Yeah, and I couldn't talk. Imagine me not being able to talk. <laughs> so I'd have to mouth everything. I'd be like... Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my vocal cords had gone paralyzed, so only oh. half of it, though. So I couldn't even cough. I'd be like... <sighs> really? Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. I couldn't move my arms whatsoever. I was skin and bones. I'd yeah. gone from this buff, beastie river guy to mm. being like skin and bones, yeah. lying on my back, not being able to move, not being able to shit myself, not being able to... Well, I could shit myself, actually. <laughs> But I, uh, and not be able to pee myself, not be able to yeah. eat myself, you know. Had a tube for, tube in my, my, my tummy to eat. I had a tube to breathe. Yeah. I had a, a tube to pee. And yeah, the old number twos, I don't know, some poor nurse had to deal with that. Yeah. And um, I was, yeah, it was, a, it was like, you don't wake up and be like, oh my God. You know, you wake up and you're like, oh. so at the start, they'd sit me up, you know. Mm. 10 minutes a day because mm. my blood pressure wasn't big it couldn't hold it enough and yeah. I'll, I'll go down and do after like three weeks and do physio and I saw these other dudes doing all this working out and stuff and I couldn't even do a hand cycle because like my bone would be scrubbing on my bone you know yeah. I just lie there and they'd stretch me and stuff yeah. like that um, and I still had to have a machine breathing for me yep. the doctors were real positive they said that I'd never be able to breathe Uh Eat by myself. <laughs> I'll be dependent on the assistance full on, and I was yeah. like, "You guys are full of shit." So um, I defied everybody and just took. So yeah, I just took all these little goals, you know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm going to learn to breathe, you know, get rid of this flimmer thing. So I, so I got the tube out of my throat, 
It was really crazy. I couldn't cough, so they had a coughing machine, and they'd like, they had this long syringe that would go down a hole in my throat and suck out my lungs. It was disgusting, man. Like, <laughs> and you could feel it down in your lungs, yeah. you know. And then I couldn't cough, so I'd put a machine over the hole that would blow up your lungs and then suck all the shit out. Wow. Whoo, it was full so on. With the, you know, your conscious decision to say. Fuck that! I'm going to breathe. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do this and, and set up all those goals. Was that pretty instant? Did you sort of, or did it take a while to get to the point where you gave yourself the goals and thought, "Nah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it." No, it was subconscious. But I mean, from from it was instantaneously, straight away, straight away. Yeah. Yep. So you didn't go through. Yeah. Okay. I didn't listen to anyone. Yeah. Um, I just like yeah, That's just awesome. just went for a little once. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously when I got that out, then I could sit up a lot longer. Then I get um my tube out of my tummy. Then I'd have to sit with full quad quad quadriplegics. Like I'm a I'm sore quadriplegic, but quadriplegics they would never move their arms ever again. Mm. And a nurse would feed me and that was just frustrating. Yeah. So have somebody brush your teeth, so frustrating. Um, so I'm like, nah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this sorted. So I used to go down to the, to the gym down there and just pretend to turn a wheel on a bike thing. Yeah. With my hands. Yeah. Like, probably take me so long just for one revolution would probably take me four minutes. Yeah. But I'd just sit there and just try, try, try. Um, and yeah, just kept on keeping on. And uh, yeah, believe it or not, after eleven months in a rehabilitation centre, yeah, boom, Shanka came back to New Zealand. Had to start all over again, which was a bit of a hard one, but it's yeah. all good. Yeah, um, I had to make my. I was lucky; most of my family were over, in, or all my siblings were in Europe yeah, at the okay. time. Yeah, so every weekend I had my family coming in. My mum came over. Oh, so the eleven months was in in Switzerland in, Switzerland. in a rehab centre. Okay, yeah, and right. not well. Yeah, six thousand dollars a day. Thank. God, I had insurance, man. Yeah, million boy, million dollar boy, right here, yeah. eh? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, mum came over for a while. It was pretty hard for her because that was when I was in a coma. Dad came over for a while. He was a legend. Never, never believed he could. He would actually, you know, step it up and and help out as much as he did. Yeah. And then my uh, mum came back again, and yeah, had all my siblings come over every yep. weekend. Had lots of good friends around me in Switzerland. Awesome. 11 months later, came back to New Zealand and I had to start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Brought me a house on Trade Me yeah. whilst I was on Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I ended up in white, bro. So funny. Most people buy sneakers. I brought a house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it was possible. Um, that, again, do you... T- I don't, I'm obviously getting the, um, the vibe that you're just a... Never give up person anyway, or never doubt, or never doubt yourself type person. No, I've, no, 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 no. I've never doubted so, anything I ever do. So starting again or starting fresh in New Zealand was it tough? It's probably the hardest. Yep, yeah, yeah, totally. So when I came back, you know, I'd, all my mates were still out doing stuff, and I yeah. came back and it was winter, um, and so all my buddies were out doing shit, and mm. it was like, fuck, what am I going to do, man? Um, whilst I was in rehab centre, though, I did think about what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And that's where I looked into the outdoor industry because I'm now a tetraplegic or a quadriplegic, depending on which country you're in. Um, and just saying what a, what a quadriplegic is. So now I I can't, I got no hand function. Yep. Uh, I've only got wrist function one way. So I can lift my wrist, but I can't lift it the other way. Right. I've got no triceps. If I lift my arm up in the air, my hand's going to fall down and hit me on the head. Mm. Uh, everything from my shoulders 
down and runs on cruise control. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's I can't get in and out of my wheelchair by myself. I can't clean myself. I can't dress myself. Um, I can cook, but I'm not very good at it. I normally burn myself. And I can't cook either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have some amazing carers. Yeah. One's just sitting down over there. Hi, Karen. Um, and they, <laughs> you know, they put up with my craziness and yeah. and assist me with my day-to-day living, which is unbelievable. That's awesome. Take my hat off to them. They're incredible. Yeah. I train them up myself. Um, and we work together to make my life as easy as possible, and I try and make their life as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, and we work as a team, which is really, That's really so super. Good. That's brilliant. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. I never would have imagined it, but um, it, yeah, when you get good people around you, yeah. And that's another good tip: is uh, always having people around you that you like to be around. Yep. Positivity. Yep. It's key, you know. That's key in life, isn't it? It's key in life. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so I had to start all over. So. I, yeah, I, as I said before, I started the idea of making tracks. T R A X. Making tracks. What's the website? Making tracks. Dot Ma- co. Dot NZ. Right. My Instagram. This is an advert. Yeah, do you know, it. Because they do these podcast adverts, don't they? Should we do one? Do it. Inclusive tourism experts. <laughs> making tracks. Dot co. Dot NZ. Facebook. Making tracks. Dot co. Dot NZ. Instagram. Making tracks. <laughs> co. Nz. Perfect. That's with an X. And I'll and, and anyone who's listening now, the I'll put a post on my Instagram page with the link to that stuff to check out. Cool. Cool. I've cool. been checking out the last couple of days. Doing yeah, yeah awesome we do stuff. some pretty cool shit. So well, I guess that's the next thing. What you know, um, we're talking about making adventure sports um, available to absolutely everyone, which is just brilliant. And I think it's such a great thing that you that you do. What sort of stuff are you doing? What, what's the, been happening? All right. So um, it's really funny. Like, I thought this shit should have been done, like, 50 years ago. I didn't really realise there's a difference between uh, somebody like myself and, uh, you know, uh, a big, fat Arab. I did, honestly, honestly, I think I'd be a lot easier to take me skydiving. And I'll, I'll talk about it a lot more. So uh, when I had my injury, um, I looked into the industry, and I was blown away at the lack of infrastructure and especially, mm. like, platform, where to find it. Um, I put companies into four different labels. I love labelling people. No, I don't. <laughs> I was joking. Um, so first one is there's companies that have been running running tours for everybody forever, but nobody knows about it. Where do you find it? You know, it's yeah. really difficult. Other ones really, this is adventure companies. Other companies um, would love to, but they're unsure how to do it. Yeah. Uh, then when the other companies, um, you know, think it's all about ramps and accessibility and stuff. And then the other one is they think they're going to hurt somebody with a disability or um, they're going to slow their trips down. And I'll blow your mind on all four of those companies. Yep. So we first started with skydiving because you can chuck a brick out of a plane and it <laughs> goes down. Yeah. Uh, that was really easy. Uh, we made a harness for the legs to lift the legs up. Yep. So, you know, you don't break your legs and you don't even land on your bum. You slide in on the the tandem master's butt yep. because I don't want to scratch my butt. It's really important. Then we open rafting, rafting, uh, multi-day rafting trips. Cool. Um, and awesome raftings. We made a harness. Oh, we got a harness brought in from the UK and uh, developed it a little bit more to make it 
available for rafting. And, um, you know, the, we do – that's the ultimate. That's so much fun. You can yeah. get into wilderness. You can get wherever you want. I've yeah. done, like, multi-day rafting trips. I've rafted in Nepal with this harness of, of – um, and done trips down the river that I used to work with in Interlaken, yeah. like glacial-fed class 4 craziness. If I really? go in the water, I'm going to die sort of styles. Yeah. I wouldn't put my clients down there, but <laughs> I'll put my body on the line yeah. just to prove that these harnesses work, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and we're also developing new harnesses um, at the moment for pack rafting, which um, the, the new harness will be better than what I have for rafting. Um, I've also made a, a chair for the helicopters up on the glacier um, that we can open up the uh, glacier before, prior to making tracks coming along. Everybody that had mobility issues would have to stay in the helicopter. They wouldn't even shut it down. Anybody else gets out and makes snow angels and throws snowballs at each other. Yeah, yep. and, you, and you just had to stay? Yeah, stay in there and be like, oh, I'm on the glacier. Yeah. Um, then we also did paragliding, and I'll tell you a little bit more about paragliding because it's yeah. pretty damn cool um, and we made a harness for the legs of paragliding we made a buggy for tandem paragliding and I've also developed my own system which I'll tell you about in a minute um, now we work with um, jet boating companies we've opened up all the sea kayaking companies um, we've opened up pretty much you know we work with a lot of the cultural companies in New Zealand yeah. uh, we work with uh, sea shuttles uh, it's just yeah we've got a directory yeah. uh, on the website that pretty much you have the information that's needed yep. for you to confidently book a tri- uh, the trip to wherever, you know, what activity you want to do and yeah. what area you want to do. So you can do that from home, and you don't even have to go through making tracks. It's about showing up and doing it. Yep, yep. Um, it's inclusive tourism. It's not accessible tourism. And the uptake's been... Yeah, Strong. we're getting we're getting some pretty amazing um I've taped lots of people coming over and getting amongst it. We're mm. we're building a destination. So New Zealand awesome. is at the moment the destination of venture capital of the world. Mm. Um and we're moving in once we get that rolling we'll get another another few countries aboard as well. Excellent. Um and I do work with Nepal. Um we've got some trips over there happening. Okay. And I've got a few other countries under my sleeve. We'll be opening up Switzerland soon and a few other maybe some Places in Australia. 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 Yeah, so I also run trips for people if they want me to organise a package deal with a vehicle and guides, etc. Okay, yep. But it's more that people can come over to New Zealand, uh, rent a car. You can rent a car off Freedom Mobility, self-drives, and actually just go around and do all the activities that are on the um so on good. the directory so and just contact me you know it's a whole point of it you know um i work with all the companies i work with the bosses of the companies yeah. um and also i've traveled i'll tell you about yeah. the mongol rally in a second i've, I've traveled man yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so i um you know i you, i give you my my whatsapp and i can give you the confidence you know tell you what you need to bring on the plane how easy is it to have a pee because um, you find that that's all that the sort of carry on. it's reassurance is it is there a hesitation at the moment that about all that just oh i'm not sure about well it's unknown i'm lucky yeah, i've traveled yeah. everywhere you know and i put my body on the line all the time yeah. i don't i don't care i just i make shit up and then i do it yeah you know i don't i don't have anything that holds me back yeah um so i take the risks uh so i can get the knowledge that i can pass the knowledge on to other people yep um and being a c5 tetraplegic if my body can do it anybody yep. can do it you yep. know and that and that's a big thing you know this is the perfect guinea pig right here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and and so i just give yeah people can contact me on whatsapp and the cool thing is it doesn't cost uh you any extra if you 
go to the companies, you know, mm. and I just do it out of my own um, passion of opening up the industry. Yeah. Um, all the companies pay me a subscription of $250 a year to be part of the Making Tracks initiative, yep. and that covers all the costs. Unless somebody wants to come and have a package deal, and then I organise that yep. at a very reasonable price as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, and I work with the with the, the uh, clients as a travel consultant to make sure everything's really easy. Well, that's good. Telling them uh, how many undies to bring and all yep. that sort of carry on. It's that yeah. reassurance, isn't it? It's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. I want you to tell me about paragliding because I know you're excited about it. Uh, before, before I let you get out of here. Oh, okay, I've only got a few minutes left. He's trying to speed me up. Oh, now. No, no, no. <coughs> Not okay. at all. So, uh, Paraglide, did you hear about the Mongol Rally? No, tell me about that too. That was we'll, the go, we'll go Mongol Rally first because that's okay, pretty okay, funny. Okay. Yeah. So, um, a, a while back, this is this is learning the limitations of Jezza, uh, the limits, limitless. Um, so, a few years back, um, I was sitting down with one of my mates and the, his pilot, and this new pilot came in with the skydivers, and he started talking about my, my uh, wheelchair and my disability and stuff, and I'm like, you're such a dick. I'm like, do you sit next to a fat dude and ask him how he got fat, you know? That's a good point. You know? Do yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was about to say, yeah, I had an accident, man, and uh, it was kids involved. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> you know? You don't ask a person about something. Yeah. You know, if they want to, they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you get a report, they'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, bro, how's it? What happened to you? You're ugly. Did you fill out the ugly tree? <laughs> 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 Hit every branch on the way down, dude. Um so I asked these, look, man, I'm an adventurer. You know, I've done so much in my life. You've got no idea who you're talking to. There's no point in talking about my disability because it's pretty bloody obvious. I don't really want to, you know, let's talk about something a bit more yeah. fun, you yeah. know, something a little yeah. bit more entertaining. Yep. And uh, so after telling me a few stories, he's like, well, far out, man. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. And he's like, have you ever heard of the Mongol rally? I'm like, nah, what's the Mongol rally? He's like, it's like the hardest rally on the planet. It's like you have to take these cars that are less than a thousand cc and and drive from uh, London to Mongolia, you know, right. through through all the stands. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to get these visas and yeah. you know, and, and wing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty damn cool. Yeah. Sounds like yeah, that sounds like something that. And I'm always one of those people. If I say it, I have to do it. You know, <laughs> I'll never say. Just so so. say the word. You committed. I'm committed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got so much jumping around inside this brain of mine. Like you know, like one of those ping pong ball things. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, if, as soon as it makes it out of my mouth, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's, it's gone. I, ha- I have to. I have to follow it. And so I says, "Yeah, man, that's that's me. I'll do that." And that was after a few, you know. Dutch courage, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that's the other thing that confirms. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was like, I grabbed a team. I said, James, you want to come? It's a pilot. He's like, Yeah, I'm in. He lasted like all of probably three months, organizing <laughs> three weeks actually. Yeah, he he's definitely not a I'll say it, I'll do it sort of character. Sorry, right. James. Yeah. Um, don't know where he is now. And um, so I got ended up getting a really awesome team. It's all about for me. It's all about a team. Yep. And uh, we got all these visas, and I brought a couple of Yaris's, yeah, and, and we brought them in Snowdonia over the far side of Wales, right? Just to make sure we started right at the the coast, yeah, yeah. And um, we cruised on it. We did a bit of fundraising, and uh, we brought some tents and stuff. MacPack New Zealand sponsored me, gave me a really good, nice. good, nice fat sleeping bag, yep. which was pretty bonus in yeah, my world. Yeah, got a tent. And, uh, yeah, boom, took off on our journey. 
Awesome. Yeah. What was, was that like? So Just awesome. crazy. How, Nuts, how, how long is it? How time wise? Uh, time wise, it was two and a half months. Right. Okay. But it's a pretty funny story. We were meant to go sixteen thousand kilometers. Yep. Which is a bloody long way. Yeah. And um, we're cruising across, and we went across Europe, catching up with a lot of buddies and stuff. We got robbed and lost all of the paperwork. Uh, so we photocopied some paperwork and made a little bit up and <laughs> invented some insurance papers and shit and had huge struggles going yeah. across every single border. We'd send the fake papers across first, yeah. get that car all stamped, and then we'd send the <laughs> real one across. And then they'd be like, oh, weird, this, what's going on? These papers are different. But we'd always, I had Camo with me, had a big orange beard, and he yeah. sort of, you know, he just smile, talk funny. <laughs> A cripple and a ganger with a massive beard, you know. <laughs> it's like these guys are f- very entertaining. So we had to entertain the hell out of them. I remember going across the Romanian border and they wouldn't let us cross. We're like, shit. It was like four o'clock in the morning because I want to go across it late so they wouldn't really worry about it. I said, nah, man, you can't come across. We're not even in, you know, we're not even in the blooming Turkey. And so we drove out, drove down the road another 20Ks, went to another border crossing and they let us cross. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. So they said, we'll let you cross as pedestrians. Don't get caught by the cops because if they find these cars, you guys are in the shit. And we're like, sweet, thank you so much. And then we went all the way across and we, we picked up some more papers uh, that looked a little bit better yeah. that my nephew had put together. He's like a little genius. Yeah. And uh, we got them when we were in Sophia. Criminal mastermind. Sophia, yeah, criminal mastermind. Thanks, Luca, Alessio. And uh, we, uh, and then a uh, buddy of mine went speed flying and ended up crashing and breaking both of his legs. Because we're doing all these adventures on our way, that's when we. I did some, I did some class five rafting and stuff on the way. You know, pushing the limits all the yeah. way through. Yeah, and the idiot. Sorry, man, but he, yeah, it was pretty, pretty full on. He ended up being in a hospital in Sofia, in Bulgaria, and he had to have operations on his legs. So it sort of put us behind time. So we went and brought him a twenty dollar wheelchair and chucked him in the car, <laughs> and uh, carried on our merry way. But it kind of knocked a few days off, and yeah. you know when you're getting all of these invites into these countries, you have to uh, you have to think about the timeline as you go through because you can't go. I'm going to have a visa from this date to this date. You have to be perfect on your dates. Yeah. So yeah. it was a bit of an epic, um, and so we ended up <laughs> going and picking up main man, and then we carried on going through, and um, then we jumped on a went across to, through Turkey. Amazing, love Turkey. Georgia, love Georgia. They yep. invented wine in Georgia. We got on the waste. Wow. We drove up through uh, to where the Georgians have been fighting the Russians. Yeah. We got stopped by the military police. Well, one of us did. The other one decided to carry on driving until we had guns put on us and we had to. <laughs> we had radios, handheld radios. I was like, you know, no, like get out of the car, get out of the car. I think that's what they're saying. And I'm like, ah, uh, fuck, wheelchair, bro, can't get out of the car, wheelchair. You know, putting in my wheelchair. Yeah. It was full on. Yeah, wow. And they were, like, trying to get the other car to come back. So I handheld my, my mate, um, Sadi, who uh, came back. And I was like, whew, thank God you guys came back. And then they ended up taking selfies with Cam, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and let us go on a merry way, you know. Yeah. We just said we want to go on the piss with a Georgian that's been fighting the Russians because we hear that know how to put on a party. Yeah. So we drove into this little town in the middle of nowhere and I uh, went, okay, we need to find somebody that's awesome to show us the Georgian way, you know? So we ended up drinking cha-cha, which is the byproduct of Georgian wine. Mm-hmm. 
never been so hungover in my life. <laughs> and had the most epic night with these characters. It was awesome. 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 And they were telling us about their lives, you know, about having bombs falling on them in their backyard. And yeah. it was still going on just up the road, you know. It was amazing, isn't it? Pretty crazy. Yeah. Totally different to what we know in, yeah. in, in Australia and New Zealand. Totally, totally different. Yeah. And then we carried on a merry way, went across the Caspian. Yep. And a big Russian trawler cool. for a few days. Yep. It was quite cool. Yeah. Met up with this legion dude who could dislocate his joy. He was like a, a Kazakhstani a street fighter that liked Jeez. to drive big trucks. Yeah. And um, oh, that people were amazing. One of the most scariest times was getting onto the boat with like four Russian seamen like dragging me up a gang gangway plank and trump me, trying to say, Okay, don't leave me forward, uh, don't drop me out. Uh, yeah. uh, but they they're like these big beastie boys. Yeah. And, Wow. Yeah, learned to trust, eh? And yeah. then got into Kazakhstan, and then we we're running a little bit behind schedule, so we had to drive across the middle of Kazakhstan. It's about the size of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't realise that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's a desert. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was pretty so sick. Big, giant desert. Big, giant, white desert, yeah. Had, the roads were so fucked, you'd drive beside the roads. <laughs> Couldn't drive on the roads. Um, and we're camping everywhere. The whole way we're camping, you yep. just pull up somewhere and camp. And then we made it all the way through. Yeah, I could I could do a podcast on it, so I'll just go really quick. <laughs> and then uh, we worked out that we're not going to make it. So the Mongol rally had finished. After all. <laughs> and all the train had taken all the cars back, and we were still on our way. Oh, no. So we actually had to turn around, and we decided we'd drive back through Russia. So 16,000 Ks came 26,000 Ks. <laughs> and then we got all the way back through Russia. Took us a week to drive across Russia. Pretty fast. Wow. 24 hours sometimes. Because we had to get our cars out, bro. I actually yeah. get busted. Yeah. <laughs> to like uh, 10, no to- what it cost us $10,000. Really? And then we got our cars back to Riga, Latvia. Yeah. And I remember me and Cam sitting there just at the end. Just as we passed through, through uh, customs, we looked at each other and went, bro, we just drove halfway around the world. Camo didn't have a license. That got stolen. So... <laughs> When we cars got in Switzerland, yeah, no license, false insurance papers, false car papers, and you managed to get, and we managed all to go that all the way around. That's unbelievable. The only thing that happened was got one flat tire, the muffler fell off, and one of the windows smashed because of the corrugations in the road were a little <laughs> bit too much for the car. Yeah, pretty epic. Yeah. And going through Mongolia, there ain't no roads. You'd like full on Google it. Mongolian no, roads, yeah. horses. I'm gonna check that out. And we stayed in yurts, ate some. Disgusting don't don't know, know. Milk product You don't food. want to know What it is do you Drunk Sometimes. camel Milk oh. Fermented Ugh. Booze Yeah pretty awesome experience Yeah Yeah You think I'm disabled Fuck man That's not what disabled people do I'm pretty able Yeah so it was Absolutely. pretty epic I was just testing my limits Absolutely Yeah and that And that will move on To the next bit Because I've been Blowing on for bloody too long <laughs> And ask. Uh, so the next The next little thing That was pretty funny Is uh Talking about limits, and this is what was in the film. They didn't put the Mongol rally in the film. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I just told you about it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, the, do you think the like are you going back to the film? Are you happy with? Incredible. Yeah. It's really hard for somebody to come into your life that doesn't know. Yeah, they stayed with me. Like uh, Hayden ended up staying eight days. Mm. Hayden's a legend. So sorry he couldn't make it, Hayden, but yep. we'll catch up soon. And Henry, he was real busy, but he stayed four days. Yeah, yeah. So they come into your world, and they kind of check out who you are and then make a story on you. Yeah. And in the, it's only four days, man. I'm 44. 
Yeah. You know, so four were days you? and forty-four is like, pooh. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you a bit anxious about? No, nah, I met the boys and I looked at some of their films and I was like, yeah, you guys are on it. You know, yeah. you're the kind of people that uh, can put something, pull something yeah. off like this. And he did an amazing job, man. He sacked the first uh, editor because I think he was going with the poor Jesse disability oh, okay. shit. Yeah. Which is fucked angle. up. Because yeah. you know most people do that because they just get better views. Yeah. Like I just say, he's, yeah, yeah. he's, 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 this is really funny. And everybody listen to this. If you ever do it, Slap yourself in the face Because I'm not bound to this wheelchair I'm not suffering from any fucking disability mm. And um, my life's pretty damn easy The only reason Imagine this You're writing an article and you're going Oh, this kid in a wheelchair Was pushing down the road And a seagull shat on his head It'd be like, oh, well that's an exciting story Now, let's put this in a different concept Okay Young Boy, that's bound to his wheelchair, and you know he's suffering from his disability. Was pushing himself, struggling down the sidewalk, and a bird <laughs> came and shat on his head. He'd be like, "Oh, that poor little boy." It's it's for readers and for the people to think, "Oh, wow, that's that's a really media, sob story." A media yeah. fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah False yeah, totally. news, eh, Donald? What's clickbait? Yeah, clickbait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it sort of ruins what, what we're trying to do in this oh, world, you know? It it's totally. equability. Like, now you're not even allowed to wear school dresses in some schools, you know? It's like, we'll get with the program and let's treat everybody as equal, including, you know, young kids that are loving life mm. and getting amongst it. So that's what all, all what we're doing with inclusive tourism, you know? We're just keeping it real, keeping Perfect. people real. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Well, I think it's brilliant, mate. And um, Paragliding, we ain't talking about paragliding. Oh, yeah, 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 please do, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Okay, last thing, which is pretty funny, and this was on the movie as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, that I did want to Because a lot of people kind of go, wow, this is a pretty cool story, and it is one of my favourite stories. So a few years back, I was looking at all the all the things that I can do in mm. my world, and um, I tried rafting, I tried skydiving, I tried all these awesome activities, but um, I needed other people to look out for me and keep, keep me in control. So uh, I went paragliding, and I looked at all of the... Tags and whistles and stuff And I was like This looks pretty fucking easy I can do this <laughs> So uh, It took me about Three and a half years Going through all these Different trial and errors And working yeah. out Different buggies And different ideas Trust me Some of it was quite full on Yeah Had a few crashes Had one moment Where I was flying In this buggy That I thought was bomb But then the whole buggy Sort of tipped upside down And I was looking at the ground And a, and a oh, paragliding sh- harness Is not shit. like a skydiving harness No and I was like, it was pretty full on. Yeah. You know what I thought at that point? I thought, fuck, this is cool. This has actually got me the first <laughs> time when my heart's gone. Boom, Shankalanka. Yeah. It's like running class five and getting a good weapon. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is my sort of shit. And so yeah. I spent a lot more time and money to develop something that yep. I've got now, which is a buggy, yep. where um, I got my lines attached to my wrists because I can't use my hands. Yep. Uh, the glider holds up my arms, got no triceps, and um, my boys throw me off the side of the mountain, <laughs> and I'm independent, and I fly free. And what's that feeling like? Fucking amazing. Yeah. Complete and utter amazing. Like, I struggle. I'm not an electric wheelchair, but... I. 
I've only got shoulders to push this thing. I'll struggle my ass because I like to stay fit and healthy and have exercise. Yep. Just to go down the, the, the road, you know, on grass, I can hardly push. Yep. You know, I do have a full drive wheelchair that I use for festivals and parties yep. and getting out on my family farms and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, in my life, I, I do need a lot of assistance getting around. But yeah. you throw me off that hill, mate. I can fly free, bro, just like nice. a bird, three-dimensional. It's it's just, yes, yeah, such an incredible feeling for somebody like myself yeah. of freedom, of being in charge. They yep. don't even let me drive. I did the Mongol Rally in the passenger seat. I can reach across and grab hold of the steering wheel while the camo sleeps, but... Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't. I, they won't give me my license. I don't yeah. have enough control. So, for all this to be such a high um, lesion mm. and to be able to be, you know, the, probably the most disabled paraglider on the planet. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty incredible feeling. And then they actually gave me a license. They, they actually like a, yeah, for the gliding. The New Zealand Paragliding <laughs> Association. Yeah. Yeah, they actually. Gave awesome. me a license. So I can now fly anywhere in the world. I can fly in Australia. And they, they even the Australian Paragliding Association have issues with teaching their own crew. You know, I've, 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 since this Limitless movie, I've had heaps of Aussie guys um, get in contact with me. They've got disabilities going, I want to learn. How do I do this? Um, and I've got a company um, that, that Andrew runs and putting together to put – they've made a buggy here in, in, in Australia. And uh, to get guys into it. And yep. um, they're really keen, but they are having a few old school issues right. with people that have been in the industry a little bit too long and forgotten <laughs> what it's like to be a human. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> think it's it's difficult. Trust me, mate. Watch a couple of my videos. Fuck, if a C5 tetraplegic can fly a paraglider, I'm sure a paraplegic or something with full use of the hands and his arms can. So just, yeah, I just like to say to anybody listening to this that wake the fuck up, eh, and get with the program, you know. Brilliant. It's, it's you know, what is out there is out there, and um, it just takes somebody like myself to push the limits to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I might be disabled and I might have a little bit of a funny look and I might push down the road in a wheelchair but I tell you what bro I'm a lot more able than 90% of the people totally. that walk around in a city yep. and um, it's really important for people to realise that when they see somebody and they're like oh that poor boy or oh that poor young man it's just their mindset what's yeah. inside them getting portrayed on that person not on me I yep. look at them and I go Oh my god, that poor fucking idiot! You know, it's uh, it, it, and it's true, and yep. and it's and it's just who really gives a shit? The only people that um I really care of what they think are the people that I care for and yep. my good mates. And um, if I inspire other people to get amongst it and do it, yeah. then bueno. I'm Absolutely. not inspiring because what I do, I just do it because I'm Jezza. So yeah. don't give me any of that inspirational shit. No, but I um, think probably unintentionally you are, though. Yeah, and unintentionally I think that's really a little bit. Yeah, 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 that's pretty why I'm at this film festival, you totally, know. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. But no, that, that's pretty much the reason why I'm here, and that's the story. That's That was the question, wasn't it? Why are you here? Yeah, so we got, that's it. boom, Shanka. <laughs> hey, mate, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for giving Pleasure. us all that. That's Easy. magnificent. And keep doing what you're doing, man, because I think it's, yeah, it, is, it is an important thing. So, And it's, I'm sure... There are lots of people out there who it's a, it's a bit of an unknown and like you said, it's just about getting in touch and you'll be able to say, no, no, it's easy. Just this and this is what exactly, you need. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing is, and I'd like to say this, um, 
Like within the industry for years, it's been able-bodied people taking people with a disability out. So it's time to wake up. It's the people are people. Yep. You know, and if you want to do a good thing for somebody, by all means, it's beautiful. Yeah. But they're people, you know. I have opened all of this shit myself. Yes, I've got a disability, but I'm Jezza. And the cool thing is about it is that I know what I'm talking about because I'm the one sitting in the blimmin' wheelchair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm also an expert in the outdoors. Yep, yep. I'm also assisting the New Zealand Tourism Association to get with the program. Yep. And hopefully the world to get with the program. And this is what it's all about. Totally, yeah. So give everybody a chance. Yep. Look at people as they are, as people. Yep. And trust me, it's a hell of a good time getting out there and giving people opportunities and it's a hell of a good time getting out there and having an opportunity yeah not going oh i'm gonna do that one day it's like going back into the subconscious mind time is infinite Mm. but it's only now and now Mm. and now and now and now and now (laughs) and now that's why we call it infinite you know now 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 time is not infinite when you look i'm gonna do it because that's not time yeah time is now 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 infinite now now you understand totally that's like a a a russell brand (laughs) scenario getting it we're getting to that area again yeah we are so it must be time to knock it on the head let's wrap it there before we get down any more wormholes we we can't get out of now Now. Hey, Jezza, thanks so much, man. Hey, pleasure, awesome, bro. awesome. Pleasure. pleasure. I can't wait for people to hear it and check out what you're doing, and I'll share the websites and share your Instagram pages and stuff like that so people can have a look. Awesome. awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you had a good time. Have a beautiful day. <laughs>